0: this is sean and you're listening to promise a podcast showcasing the heroes of tomorrow every episode is an exploration on the idea of promise itself whether that's the potential for success or the commitments we make to get there i speak with exceptional purpose-driven people on their journeys to change the world we're taking a short interlude but rest assured more episodes are on the way from mid-april in the meantime, let's go over the stories of the season so far. We started off with trying to understand and report on the untapped value in the waste streams of businesses with Sarah Smith of Circuler.
1: At the moment, when we think about waste, we don't really know a lot about it. It's really easy to put your recycling out and put your waste out and then it just goes. And that's fine at a consumer level, but now it's starting to get a little bit more stricter on a business level. People are wanting more traceability and a bit more honesty, I guess, when it comes to your sustainability reporting. People want to support businesses that are being sustainable. But with so much greenwashing going on, it's really hard to choose those businesses. And for some businesses that are doing amazing They're not even wanting to mention it in case they get accused of brainwashing. So it's quite hard on two different levels there. What we first do is we help businesses understand what their waste is. It's like an ongoing waste audit. Basically, they're able to measure their waste. And without this kind of understanding of what your waste is, how often it's made and what volumes you are making, you don't know whether it is waste or if it is a resource.
0: How these circular processes play out in the real world can be seen in the products Tina Funder is starting to create with Alt Leather.
1: It
2: depends on the value that you're adding for that farmer. For some, the value might come from just you actually clearing the waste for them and covering the transport costs to remove that from farm. For others, once they realize that it is valuable to you, they probably want to see a profit there as well. So I'll start with probably our key ag waste source. We have a supplier. Basically what they do is they'll harvest their crop and then they're left with all of this sort of tough stems and stalks on their farm after they've taken what's commercially valuable for what they're doing with that crop. And then typically what they do, they can't re-sow for the next harvest with all of that stalk and stem in place. So they actually have to remove it. It is 100% a waste. And they'll then dry it out and bale it into massive 300, 500 kilogram bales. And then they incinerate that on farm. So obviously incineration and decomposition are not ideal. The great part of our story is that we can valorize that part of the process for the farmer by removing it for them, but then obviously in turn we're diverting it from being incinerated or diverting it from decomposing in landfill.
0: Touching on the complexities of what goes into farming there, we did a much deeper dive with Jordy Kitsky of Flux Robotics, who is seeking to build autonomous robots to minimise pesticide use on farms.
3: When you go in there and there's an onion or a carrot or a steak on the shelf, I think very few people appreciate the amount of work that has gone into that one piece of food being on the shelf. The intricacy and the effort and the energy and the thought and the time and everything that has gone into that being there from The genetics had to be bred for that particular variety of banana and then they were grown and the farmer managed all of the diseases and pests and nutrition and climatic events and the crop almost got taken out from a flood and then it had to be picked by hand and then it went into a packing facility and they were working enormous long hours in the packing facility and then it goes on a truck and then into a DC, has to pass all these QA checks. And then on to a supermarket, I've skimmed over like 99% of what happens. But just the phenomenal amount of effort and work that goes into producing food, I find astonishing.
0: Rivalling the complexities of getting food from farm to plate is understanding how the energy grid works. Jarman Stevens of Gridmo talked us through this and how his company is accelerating our transition to renewable energy. The national electricity market spans from northern Queensland to South Australia and even into Tasmania via a big undersea cable across Bass Strait. And it's all interconnected and has to be one of the most complex machines humans have ever made. So the electricity network is comprised of three main things. We've got generators which generate the electricity, the poles and wires that move the electricity around, and the customers like you and me who consume the electricity. Now, at its core, and I'm skipping over a lot of complexity here, There is a physics problem that we need to solve. Electricity is not easily stored, and therefore we are constantly in a battle to ensure the amount of electricity being generated at any moment is the same as the amount of electricity being consumed at any moment. And it's a really tough problem to solve. So how do we solve this problem? Jarman and Jordy are both part of the Startmate Summer 23 cohort. You can catch both of them at their demo day in Sydney on April 19th. So far, it's clear that complex systems are abundant. Samuel Wines proposes a different way of thinking about them to solve our urgent problems, which he embodies through his organization, CoLabs. What we mean when we say transdisciplinary is that a lot of the complex problems that we face now in the world around us are multifaceted and interconnected, so having problems in social sphere, overlaps into the ecological sphere, and then can also impact the psychological sphere of the individual as well. So there's different stresses in all these systems, hence why we say it's really important to have a transdisciplinary mindset that goes beyond any of the silos of traditional thinking. Taking on pressing issues himself, Max Carter wants to leverage urgency and lead by example to eliminate payment scams with his company, Gaudi.
3: Essentially the problem space is growing rapidly and there is a great sense of urgency and urgency is a really powerful tool in managing change and encouraging change to happen and in some cases, forcing change to happen. And so for us to get to that point, I think we need to really get in front of this problem space. We need to be advocates for those who've been affected by the problem. And then we also then need to be championing safer alternatives to how we're interacting and trading at the moment. But a lot of that is just public awareness campaign, and in doing so, we can start to form some leadership in the space and really drive change with that leadership as well. At least when I lead, you know, is lead by example, and that's what I would want to be taking to this business approach as well.
0: And finally, leading by example is one thing, but what can be done to bring employees on the same journey too? Well, Nikki Tagano from Scene Culture has all the answers to that question.
4: Do we have the independence and flexibility to do work the way that we wanna do work, essentially? Connection, social connection, or in other words, relatedness. Do we feel connected to the people that we work with, the company that we work for, the values that it has, the purpose that we're helping contribute to? And then the third thing being uh, growth or competence or being able to apply our strengths, which is also synergistic to this idea of self-esteem as well. So are we able to play to our strengths in the work that we do too? And ultimately, if you meet those three different criteria of our three basic psychological needs for autonomy, uh, for connection and growth, that's a much more sustainable way of engaging and retaining employees compared to extrinsic factors such as salaries and bonuses and that's all derived from positive psychology theory
0: thank you so much to all the guests so far stay tuned for more in the coming weeks that's it for today's episode of promise be sure to subscribe to get the weekly episodes on your favorite podcast platform do you think you or someone you know would have ideas worth sharing send me an email to sean at promise.fm Otherwise, subscribe and stay tuned to learn from tomorrow's heroes, and what we've got is promise.